Welcome to the Week in Italian Startup, where we discuss the latest highlights happening in the Italian tech and investment ecosystem. All right, Nick, how's it going? Ciao, Jack. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the Week in Italian Startups, the podcast. Exactly, where we explore and dissect the latest news happening in the Italian ecosystem. So let's get going immediately, starting from maybe the big raise uh, of last week. Sys Design Robotics, a robotics startup, raised 3 million from Sizero. So we've been talking about Sizero uh, quite a while in the past episodes. Sizero has been really active in both robotics and cybersecurity. Uh, this is their last investment. And uh, yeah, very definitely like an interesting position because they, 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 they keep their thesis extremely narrow and they're really playing in a, in a very you know, specific space where not many players are playing in the VC industry, I would say. Yep, yep I agree uh, from the very starting point of the, 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 the company they invested in because it's not even mentioned as a startup, it's mentioned as a hmm. SME. A small to medium enterprise, yeah, yep. uh, with you know very advanced technology. From what I can see, I can tell, uh, working in the robotics ecosystem, but it's telling that the, the, the label that they attach to the to the company is as a me, not startup. So that's that's it. That, that's one of the things that somehow uh, mm-hmm. struck me in the mm-hmm. in the article in the press release. But still. So what I was reading is that um, the company basically started as a consulting company back in 2019 or so uh, about robotics and how to automatize uh, essentially the workflow in, in cor- companies, in manufacturing companies. Now they already have essentially two products uh, to make essentially uh, manufacturing mobile. So they have these modular robots that any like companies can essentially adjust depending on their needs to make the manufacturing process as marked as possible. That's the idea. So yeah, I agree 100%. It's, uh, it's definitely um, a small, medium enterprise is beyond the point of a startup. Probably, you know, big capex sort of uh, sort of company, but definitely they're working extremely well. I mean, great case studies and uh, a very interesting way to think about smart uh, manufacturing, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, and full full feature solution. I was I was reading on the website, so they got you know hardware, but also software. So a full OS um, aimed at uh, running the platform, the you know configurable platform. That's interesting. Very and very interesting vertical. Awesome. All right, let's move to biotech. So Diamante, biotech startup, raised uh, $595,000 from Arayle Capital and the group of Business Angel. So uh, interesting news here. Uh, this is a um, very, um, I mean, under, I would say it's interesting on multiple levels. First of all, um, all the people working in the company, I mean, most of it is a female founder. So it's a, there is a there is a very strong presence of uh, female researchers there, uh, and secondly, um, the fund is essentially based in Israel, so that's a good example where um, foreign funds are actually um, catching on uh, Italian biotechnology. So I thought uh, that was a good catch, Nick. Yep, I agree with you. That's a very nice, very nice signal actually, because. Uh, from what I read, uh, the, the Avanta is a startup participating in an acceleration program run by Ariely, 
uh, I think in the US. So really is a sort of a platform running the Silicon programs and, and, and investments. Um, and present, present also in, uh, in Europe. I think they opened a mm-hmm. Estonian accelerator as well. Uh, so good international presence. Uh, and as you said, a uh, very nice a signal uh, about having, you know, an Italian startup uh, going abroad and started raising capital uh, for, 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 the, for, the, for the project. Probably potential mm-hmm. investment. But um, to continue on the you know female story that you were telling, uh, we also have business angels involved with the round, and the business angels come from the uh, Angels for Women uh, Angel Club. So again, uh, mm-hmm. very nice having the uh, female uh, managers entrepreneurs supporting the startup. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right, let's jump to uh, Credit Agricole. Um, um, basically investing in a fintech startup called Flowpay. Uh, so they managed to, uh, you know, uh, basically what is interesting is that, uh, again, uh, is an example where uh, banks are actually playing um, a very interesting strategic angle through the uh, collaboration or the investment with startups. So again, we've seen, we've seen it in the past two years, like uh, in multiple times. And uh, yeah, I would say, like the banking sector together with the utilities and healthcare are the first mover in terms of sort of, I would say corporate CVC uh, or just, uh, you know, basically paying attention to the startup ecosystem. Yeah, <laughs> as we said a lot of times, uh, banks want to become technology companies or want to have, you know, a, a piece of the, of the cake of, of the technology part or of the technology cake, if you want. Uh, whereas yeah. everybody has wanted to become a bank up until recently, at least. But now that banking is not that easy anymore, I, you know, I'm curious about how that, that pans out in the, in the coming years. Uh, but still, you're spot on. So this, this trend is strong and we see week in and week out something happens. Yeah, not, uh, not slowing, out for, not slowing yeah. down for sure. So yes. very good trend to keep in mind. I think the startups and banks are intermingling in so many yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on, um, so, what I found really interesting. Too bad that the amount invested is undisclosed, so we don't know yeah. the actual amount of the round. You know, that's life. It's part of certain rounds. Awesome. So, um, moving on a very different note, uh, um, you mentioned that uh, Zanikeli Ventures invested an undisclosed amount in Zik Learn's pre-seed round. So, uh, I think it was, it's worth mentioning because Edutech also has been moving, not as fast as other verticals in Italy, in Italy like FinTech, AI or data in general, but it's there. Uh, some operators are, are highly specialized, like Zanikeli in particular. So, that's definitely like... A, I'm, I'm in contact with the team. The team is really well prepared and they are very uh, aware of what is happening both in Italy and Europe. So it's, they're doing like a great job on that. Uh, but what I wanted to, to highlight is really the, the new forms of learning, which are, um, you know, taking sort of shape, uh, which is all of this uh, micro learning sort of angle. And uh, essentially the investment they've done is in a company that is uh, 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 basically, uh, Zik Learn is uh, developing a very quick way to build uh, micro-learning experiences for corporations. So when it comes to upgrading the knowledge for um, 
people in companies essentially one way is to you know take them into seminar rooms and getting them extremely bored but the other solution is really going through these microbytes of content that can actually be extremely efficient to digest so uh okay here we can we can discuss about you know the the pros and cons and whether this thing is just fashion or it's gonna stay because yeah, learning is I was going to yeah. ask you, so what's your take on that? Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not strong on that deck, but I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, fact, the fact that the content is easily consumable, does it mean that it's, you know, easy, easier to, to digest and to become, you know, totally. real learning? Absolutely. Uh, it's an open question. I have no idea. So it's not a rhetorical question. But So I think that uh, when it comes to, um, I would say, mnemonic-based learning, when actually you need to die to... Um, incorporate pieces of information which don't require much um, elaboration or connection with other ideas, microlearning can fit. It's basically like uh, an evolution of flashcards, if you will. When you're, we were at university, you just need to digest those things no matter what. And if you look into the website, essentially, uh, Zik Learn has been uh, using these kind of uh, uh, tools to um, basically teach people and... and um, Well, well, make people up, up to date to what's happening when it comes to, you know, safety policies or rules of the company, things that, you know, you need to kind of be exposed to, but you don't want to read through a, a full list, but you, you kind of have to know what's going on. So uh, I don't think, uh, you know, complex learning like, uh, you know, math theorems or, you know, any kind of like... Uh, more um, networked knowledge would pass through microlearning. I don't think it's the right tool, but a uh, certain kind of knowledge can actually, you know, be uh, interestingly integrated into these kind of tools. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my take. Yeah. Nice. Very interesting. <laughs> no, thank you. That, that was very, it's interesting. I mean, learning is, is changing and No, it is. It is. And honestly, you know, with everything that's happening, it's going to be even more powerful, like we talked about many times, you know, from the AI to our new chat, uh, you know, friends, uh, AI chat friends, uh, which are also going to revolutionize the, the sector. And yeah, we're going to learn differently than we've been learning so far. So microlearning is one step and uh, talking with an AI can be like uh, another one. So, well, for sure, it's going to be another one. So yeah, really that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, moving on, let's talk about Vedrai. I think here we need to kind of stop a little bit and, uh, and really talk about Vedrai. We've been talking about Vedrai because it's been uh, essentially on an acquisition spree in the past year. Uh, they've been uh, acquiring a few companies and building joint ventures. And the idea is really to build the Italian hub for AI. And um, what is interesting is that uh, all the companies that they're acquiring, uh, they're highly specialized application of AI. So, uh, you know how some people say that, you know, back in the 2010s, cloud was the thing. And uh, basically now AI is the new cloud where essentially everybody's building upon that. So this, I take this as a proof of it in a way, because, uh, you know, that is kind of, taking in a lot of uh, interesting application, uh, starting from finance, but not only that, uh, chatbots included. And uh, yeah, they're definitely doing like a great and precise job. 
Yeah, well, I agree with you. Uh, I think they, they were taken by storm as well by the emergency of uh, the generative AI's mega platforms. That's that might be um, as many of us have actually. Uh, but they started out with a strategy that that's becoming clearer and clearer. Uh, <laughs> taking, as you said, very vertical specialized applications, bundled them up, and then going after the SME, SME market. Uh, we're probably per single client that is not enough value for the big consulting integration projects and so on and so forth to implement some AI-driven technology. But if you have a portfolio of pre-made solutions that you can bundle up and sell easily because they are pre-built, they're ready for the customer, you can, you know, get value from the deal and offer a viable and quick to deploy service to your customers. So it, it made great sense. That's awesome. Um, so this is what I'm, I'm, you know, witnessing from, from the outside right now. Uh, I mean, we will see how this pan out because again, the problem is uh, generative AI is, uh, you know, doing stuff out there and we'll mm -hmm. see, whether, you know, the, the, the divide and conquer and specialized strategy uh, will be effective yeah, in that in that market, but they're going yeah. fine. They, they have a lot of dry powder. I think they they raised oh, yeah. five million euros. Yep, yep. Uh, so that, that's a very good amount of money, uh, enough to build up a war chest and being able to uh, aggregate and put many interesting products in their portfolio. So totally. And uh, just to recap, uh, last year they uh, essentially invested. I think they, well, they actually acquired completely Indigo.ai. Uh, yeah, so it was a full acquisition. Indigo, just to remind the audience, basically they're building chatbots and they're giving user a very easy interface to build chatbots. So that's one thing. Uh, through, of course, the user of, of uh, AI. Uh, they have done also a joint venture with a company that essentially works on predictive analytics for, for manufacturing. So essentially you can turn any machinery into a smart machinery and then collect data and get like predictive data. So that's another very interesting take, very far from actually what, the, what they've been doing. And finally, we have Primanio, which is the latest acquisition, which essentially focusing on uh, forecasting, segmentation and uh, dynamic pricing. So again, like, as you say, like a different segment, very interesting tool set that can actually be uh, valuable for many, many customers. So great, uh, great strategy for sure. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. 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 Yep. And they're acquiring in a sense, at least some, um, portfolios of customers. So there is cross selling here. Uh, totally. I think that, but you know, when you, when you, when you're seeing these acquisition strategies, there are big players out there that somehow set uh, the, 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 the manual, the level mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. uh, think about, I don't know, constellation software. So they've been doing that for years. So it is interesting to see someone doing, vertical, doing that vertically on AI-based solutions to, to offer to specific market segments. So very interesting, very nice play in, in a sense. So question to you, do you think that, uh, thanks to the, uh, you know, hype on the AI that we're witnessing right now, all these company are gonna spike in valuation. Is there gonna be an impact, uh, like maybe a lagging impact from what's happening overseas up to Italian AI companies? Is it oh, that's, real? Is that's it? a very really good question. I think that's 
that's possible that there will be some hype on the AI and the AI market. I don't know how long will it last because there are different <laughs> forces here, you know, the emulations mm-hmm. up and down, up and down. So if there are a few memes going around, but you know, uh, the world of investors, you know, that leaving crypto and say, Hey, no. <laughs> uh, that's how it feels. That's totally how it feels. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, totally. But uh, I'm not sure that will have a huge impact on valuation. I'm not sure. Again, again, I'm not <laughs> sure. There is, there is this um, the play that Microsoft is playing with uh, OpenAI, the 10 billion um, partial acquisition. That's you know that's an important number. Um, but still, I'm not sure that will have a, a very strong impact upwards in valuations. <laughs> startups in general they're doing they're doing ai there might be specific specific technology specific specific verticals that will have some um augmented effect so something you know some things that were not possible before the llm to cover the, mm-hmm. the market and some applications of those models might might have you know some inflated number that's not the right word but just to to, to, to pass the, the idea, uh, valuations, uh, yeah. we'll see, we'll see. I mean, there are very strong forces in the market pushing valuations down this year. I don't know whether the hype will be strong, yeah. strong enough to come to upset. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, interesting. Um, interesting. Right, Nick, you've been participating to the Ernest Young, uh, conference, uh, last week. And uh, basically, they published uh, the uh, venture capital barometer for 2022 in uh, just explaining and uh, um, seeing what what is going on in in uh, Europe in general uh, right now and how it compares with uh, with Italy. So we talked about it last episode. Any uh, new takeaways that you you bring home from uh, from this uh, very interesting report? Yeah, but I, w- I was at the event last week and it was a very nice event. A lot of, you know, uh, good, uh, good vibes about the market, of course, because you are seeing um, the line going up in a sense. Uh, whereas the, a lot of the rest of Europe and most of Europe is going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, we are winning. So that's, that's true, but not so true because when you take a look at that chart, the one that I put in the newsletter, you see... Mm-hmm how far behind we are with respect to the rest totally. of Europe. I mean, uh, the Germany and France, they see the two, twice the number of deals that we are seeing in, yep. uh, in terms of, you know, absolute numbers, uh, France is investing, you know, six times as much as, as, as Italian startups yep. are raising. I mean, yep. uh, numbers are crazy. And another comment. Uh, was uh, United Kingdom alone is doing more than or, or almost the same as France, Germany, and Italy altogether. Wow. Yeah. We, totally. Take a look at the numbers. Uh, so there is a, yeah. a lot of quality. Uh, and that's, that, that's my, start, my starting point. So, yes, good. We crossed 2 billion. Uh, we, are probably, we will probably see in the next few weeks more reports, one telling about, you know, a little less than 2 billion. My take is 1.6, 1. yeah. 1. 1.7. Uh, you will see someone else is doing 2.1. So there will be numbers floating around, but that's the ballpark. Awesome. And the point, the point is, if you want to, to reach the 
the French or German levels, you need later stage rounds materializing because you can't think of doing 10 billion of capital raised at the seed stage. Totally. Well, we're not going and to 10,000, uh, 1 million rounds in Italy next year in order to get to the 10 billion mark. So then that's not going to work. We need late stage rounds. <laughs> Interesting. What well, I thought uh, also was, I mean, I was not as positive as you, to be honest, because looking across year over year, just focusing on nation, uh, you kind of have the same amount of deals in, uh, you know, numerically speaking, like if you take a discrete number, there is not much, uh, you know, uh, change. So uh, in terms of number of deals in, in the venture capital space, so like Italy, we're pretty much at the same number of deals as last year. As two years ago, uh, same kind of the other nation. There was not a big doubling of deals. So are we at capacity? Are we slowing down? Are we flattening? I don't know. We'll, uh... that's, that's a great point. I mean, that's again, back to what I was saying, right? So the, the, fire, the current firepower of investors interested in Italy, so most of those numbers that you're seeing are the seed stage startups. So, I mean, yeah. that, so that's the pyramid with a very broad base. And the current firepower is 250 seed deals uh, a year. Mm -hmm. You want to have 10 more, uh, five more other funds. For each new fund you add, you will get five to 10 additional seed stage investments per year. And those, those, those deals will, you know, scale up the pyramids. Mm -hmm. It will take time for these deals mm -hmm. to, to become late stage deals. I mean, you will see a few more of them getting to the top and, you know, bumping up the total numbers. But yeah. the base of the pyramid is that number. Uh, hopefully, the pyramid is less flat, a bit more, yeah. you know, heavy. Like, uh, the skew, the, the, the skew should uh, kind of change. A, a, a little mm -hmm. bit, at least, because some startups will mature enough <laughs> to raise late stage deals. And as, as more are created at the, at the base, more will, you know, grow up uh, the scale. And, you don't see the numbers from previous years before 2021 mm -hmm. on that stay on that on that chart. The numbers were lower, mm -hmm. so 300 something is you know from 2021 and from 2022. The previous years were the, the numbers were much lower. Interesting. So um, we'll, we'll see, but you know there are, there are several efforts taking place here, and the most important right now, I think, that more than broadening broadening the base. We need to prove that the market is working and is pushing good startups up the pyramid. Otherwise, that's a great point. That's a great point. Zero. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, that's you know that doesn't work. So is the, we need to push the vertical movements, not the horizontal one. I mean, the horizontal one is there. Is the is the vertical that is missing? CDP, CDP is working on the horizontal one. Yeah. Exactly. Traders, the new funds creation, a lot of funds at the early stage, uh, so the, the top bottom part of the of the pyramid. But then the yeah. bottom part of the pyramid must produce quality startups, quality scale ups that will climb the pyramid and being able to raise the huge amount of money that are awesome. rounds that uh, take place on the international uh, level. Mm -hmm. not, the point is not mm -hmm. we don't have late stage investors. It's that it is that 
the great scale up rounds are international rounds by definition, not, the, not just the Italian ones across Europe. All right, awesome. So progress. <laughs> it's a work in progress, totally. Good, Nick. So last mention, uh, which I thought it was very cool, is uh, Enrico Pandian launching his own uh, angel network uh, called Catalysy. It's basically a group of uh, angel operators or operator angel, as he calls him. Um, very interesting because um, he's been launching uh, his, uh, his own like, uh, startup studio, which, uh, which was, is, is really working extremely, extremely well so far. So that's an, a nice uh, additional piece to the, his own uh, universe. So I thought it was very well thought. And we should invite him, actually. We should invite him to, to explain a little bit more about uh, the structure, yeah? Yeah, I agree, you know? Uh, <laughs> we, should, we should really invite him and, you know, come and talk about the project. Right, Nick, with this, uh, thank you so much. Uh, and uh, I'll see you next week for the next episode. Thank you, Jack. It was a pleasure as always. And bye-bye, everybody. See you in a week.